to Disorderly Dogs, the podcast for dog owners. If you find yourself in precarious predicaments with your dog, this podcast is for you. I'm Rachel Harris. I'm a certified professional dog trainer, and I hope to give you a fresh outlook on your dog's behavior and practical dog training advice. gentlemen welcome back to another episode of disorderly dogs so as you guys know if you already follow me over on the instagram i host a um, online coaching program for reactive dog owners called reactive redefined and i am about to open the doors open to a new group of people and some of the lovely people who took part in the first round of reactive redefined were so kind to spend time to chat with me and share with you guys their experience so um i'll let you go ahead and introduce yourself tell us a little bit about iggy and we'll kind of dive in just more the details. Yeah, absolutely. So hi, I'm Bree. I'm a dog trainer at Petco and I became a dog trainer because I got Iggy. Um, and Iggy was um, adopted a year and a half ago. Well, she adopted me. Um, and I wasn't really sure about her background. I got some kind of iffy paperwork um, saying, oh, she lived with another dog. And then that contradicted from the rescues paperwork saying, hi, super reactive dog. Um, and so I wasn't sure kind of who, what, where, when, and I frankly didn't know what reactive dogs meant. I was used to walking um, Mastiffs and Goldens and Vishlas and just like these cute little dogs who just wanted to nap and give kisses and you know, um, lick each other's butts. <laughs> and, you know, I had no idea what owning a reactive dog was or the word reactive. Um, so for then, those you know, can you can you tell them um, Iggy's age and breed? Yes. Mm -hmm. So uh, I thought Iggy was a boxer, um, but because uh, of her gorgeous fun brindle, but she is actually not a boxer. She is, uh, according to Embark. 70.7% just pure American Pitbull Terrier. Uh, we have 16 point something percent Staffy, uh, which is Waylon's breed. <laughs> and, um, and then we have 12%, and I feel like it's bigger, just like Floppy English Bulldog. Nice. Um, yeah, so she's quite the combo. Her personality is very English Bulldog. I am one of the few rescue dog moms who was lucky enough to know their exact birthday. Um, so cool. So cool. He was born on February 2nd, 2015. So she's five. Um, she definitely thinks she's a puppy still though. Nice. Okay. So Bree, so you, you knew, I mean, you knew on paper that she could be reactive. So when mm -hmm. you brought her home, when did you like see the reactivity, like for what it really was? I'm going to try not to cackle here because it's really funny, but um, Iggy actually, first things first, when she came into my apartment, so we came through the back, so we didn't encounter any of the dogs. She was my emotional support dog. At the time, I thought she'd be my service dog. <laughs> we very soon realized that was not about to happen, and I was the service human. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so she immediately hopped up onto the windowsill, tore apart a um, couch cushion, and snagged herself a massive garlic pizza, five Oreos, and um, three avocados. Like, be while I went to pee after driving her home from the shelter. 
Um, you got a crash course in all things Iggy right from the beginning. <laughs> yes, exactly. So then I realized I had a trash can masquerading as a dog. Um, and very quickly realized that dog insurance would need to be a part of our lives. Um, anyways, so then we went for our first walk and she saw my neighbor's sweet little 10 year old Roddy. Um, shout out Charlie. Um, and she just like lunged and broke a flower pot and was like, I will eat you. Hi, Charlie, your snack. And immediately, like, I didn't, I was used to walking like calm, chill dogs. She pulled me down onto my face and dragged me down the block. This was day one, your first walk together? Um, hour two. Oh my God. <laughs> um, might I add, this was on the way to the vet to pump her stomach. Oh my God. Okay, right. So oh. crash course, here we are. <laughs> So here we are. Hi, I have a new dog. I just want to point out um, to you guys listening, um, like I've told Rachel before, my I haven't I didn't grow up with dogs. Um, I grew up as a Hasidic Jew. Dogs aren't really part of the culture, sadly, something we should change. And I actually got in trouble for petting the nun around the dog <laughs> around the block's dog. Um, and <laughs> Um, uh, but I think like I, my first dog was when I was 21 in Miami, um, adopted a eight year old Malty Poo from Craigslist, whose name is Nala. You know, I mean, she had her own thing. She peed and pooped in the Uber on the way home for the first day, but fun, fun bill. Thanks mom and dad for covering that. <laughs> uh, you know, but I had no clue what owning a dog was like. And then here came Iggy, crash bang, you know, here, hi, I'm here. I am a toddler who will never grow up. <laughs> Dude, yeah, it's a lot, right? And I feel like a lot of people listening can relate to that, right? Like they have these great intentions of adopting a dog and it's going to be so amazing. And then like surprise, like the adopting dog. Trouble and pity, so to say. You know, like, I think some of us may have a little bit of a savior complex we don't realize. Iggy is, like, her own species. <laughs> I don't... She's her I own species of wild. She's... I don't know. She's a handful. There's no other way to describe it. Yeah, okay, so for everyone listening, so um, Brie reached out, right, when she kind of was like, okay, Iggy is a lot, I need some support, and we were able to work together virtually, right? So we started doing that, what we decided, in December of um, 2000. Um, I think our first session was December 12th. Yeah, okay, so mm -hmm. December of 2019, and then um, when you heard about Reactive Redefined, where you were like, this is for me, you just felt like th that was the natural. I mean, yeah, that was our next step. I mean, you know, so a few things, and, and I really want to make a point of this for those reactive dog moms listening, and it's kind of why if you go onto Iggy's Instagram, you will see me shouting Rachel's name from the rooftop. <laughs> Thank <laughs> like, you, I appreciate you. <laughs> let's do this. I believe you're linked in our bio. 
um, thank you. I mean, and like, you know, um, and I, I shout your name to anybody who's like in reactive dog mom groups. I'm like, go here. She knows what to do with you. <laughs> so, so, um, yeah. I feel like when we were working together, we were able mm -hmm. to make progress together, but I think we that something did. that yeah. was maybe missing was the community aspect of it, yes. right? And knowing that you weren't alone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the things we worked on um, when we were working alone, to, um, you know, uh, we worked on muzzle training, which is a big one. We walked on, we worked on leash manners. Those are kind of run of the mill, like um, dog mom tasks, right? But then the reactivity is, I feel like a huge part of reactivity training is understanding that you are not alone. You're far from it. And people don't realize that reactive dogs are actually kind of the majority. <laughs> um, there are. It's super common. It's super common. So yeah. when you joined Reactivity Redefined, I just want to hear from you, like your personal experience. So for everyone listening, if you're not clear, so how Reactive Redefined works is that there is core course content. So there's training exercises and all of that that the students get access to as soon as they register. And then I meet individually with each person, we catch up, and then we meet together in groups virtually so that everyone can support each other. So let's talk about the course content first. So so, so what stands out in your mind as far as like what you learned in the course of content that you feel like was like a game changer for you guys? Yeah, so I think, um, I think I really appreciated having access to that course content before we started because I feel like had we gone in and gone over the course content together week by week, it would have been more of a crutch than an asset. Um, excuse me, because I was, I looked at it and I was like, okay, there's skills for me, there's skills for Iggy. And so let me learn about these so then when we start the first group call, we can get off the ground running. Yeah. And so the skills that I was really interested as opposed to the group option was from the handler, right? Um, like I mentioned earlier, I thought Iggy was going to be my service dog. Um, I have, I struggle with PTSD and as I like to refer to it, a alphabet soup of mental health crap. <laughs> There's no other way to put it. Um, and my anxiety really, and you know this from when we worked together um, individually, was really getting in the way of our progress. Um, because you know, so it was twofold, really. It was my anxiety about having a reactive dog and oh my God, oh my God, what happens, what happens? Briefly before we started working together, Iggy escaped her gentle leader after going over threshold and attacked another dog on Christmas because Merry fucking Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, um, if you guys hear a gulpa gulpa in the back, that's Ig just, you know. Doing her thing doing her thing um and so when we first started working together I reached out because I was a little desperate and then so the skills for me were learning how to first of all you know um pardon my French but fuck other people's expectations we don't need what? other people what a lesson to learn you know I have a pity you guys you know you've seen you can see photos of Ig um and she is, you know, this brindle 70 pound, just piece of muscle. Um, and people are afraid of her. And um, I came in with, again, that I want to be a pit bull advocate. 
And then I needed to very quickly learn, uh, okay, this isn't about being an advocate. This is about safely going about our day-to-day -day lives. Yeah. So that was the handler skills, um, you know, which was a really big one. And then we had skills for Iggy. We had um, settling down, um, you know, just like, let's figure out how to turn off the flip shit mode on cue. Um, that's what I like to call it. We had um, learning cues that were um, during a reaction instead of, you know, driving her nuts and being like, look at me, look at me, look at me, watch me, watch me, while she's in the middle of having the dog equivalent of a panic attack, um, you know, was just useless. So we learned how to um, implement a touch cue. And then, um, you know, the U-turns were a biggie as well. Um, decompression walks, which um, you can link to that, you know. Um, yeah. Rachel has an awesome episode on that as well. Um, and then, like, you know, at the, the, we learned so many things, but I think the culmination of all of that was just really learning how to calmly stay in motion. Yeah, right? And I think that... So, and, and I'd love to hear your perspective on this too, because I know that a lot of my listeners are also dog trainers, mm -hmm. right? And, and I know that you obviously have a skill set of dog training, but if you can kind of speak to like how that skill set maybe wasn't translating to how you needed it to and like- No, absolutely not. Knowing how to teach a eight week old golden retriever who wiggles his butt when he looks at you to sit and stay and say please is- not the equivalent of knowing how to walk a reactive dog. Um, just to put it in context, I live in downtown Chicago. Yeah, right. And you're bombarded with triggers all the time. It's not like you have the option of like going for like super quiet walks. That's just not- I mean, we've established like, and I, I kind of knew this at the back of my mind going in just for my life as a dog trainer. The dogs we encountered were 90% doodles, 5% Frenchies, and then like 5% other, right? Miscellaneous. And doodles are super friendly. And for the most part. And then, you know, when, because all a doodle wants to do is say hi. And they are very confused. And I feel like no shade to doodle moms and dads. But they're a big part of the group of dog parents that just don't understand what it's like to have a dog who's not friendly. Yeah. So that added a huge level of pressure for us because we were one of like the five pities in the neighborhood. Yeah. Yeah. No, and, and it's a lot of pressure. Mm -hmm. So, okay. So yeah. after like making it through the course, I do want to talk about the group calls yeah, in a second, absolutely. but mm -hmm. after making it through the group course, do you feel like the skills that you learned in the course obviously have been super useful for you and Ig, but do you mm -hmm. feel like you can take those skills in your career as a dog trainer to help other dog owners? Very much so. Um, my, so a few things I learned about from you before we even started working together from the podcast enrichment <laughs> you know there is it's so much more complicated than you just learn how to teach dogs basic manners 
right? Like there's so much more intricacies and nuance and like, you know, like little skill sets that are so applicable to reactive dog owners. So Brie, thank you for sharing that because I think, you know, I know that there are a lot of people listening to this who have reactive dogs that are also dog trainers that were curious about the course. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think that that's, there's a lot of stuff to be learned, not just in the course content, but I think that the group aspect is really where most of the magic lies in reactive mm-hmm. freedom. Mind. I think also learning about um, people's experiences with aversive training tools, um, because I'm a relatively new dog trainer. I've been a dog trainer for a year, right? I became a trainer because of Iggy. I adopted Iggy in April, you know, When you go into, like, you know, I had this, like, curriculum thrown in front of me, and I'm just like, but none of this applies to my dog. And, you know, so, and then I was on the floor at Petco and talking to dog owners and trying to balance my experience as a reactive dog mom and then my experience as a dog trainer and my utter disgust and dismay when I saw other dogs. I had to, on my first day at Petco, I had to fit a Shih Tzu for a pinch collar. And I went in the back and cried. My manager was like, are you cut out for this? Yeah, no, that's hard. And like, and I feel like for reactive dogs, there are so many quote unquote trainers that will preach, you have to use aversives. And that's why I'm, you know, that was a huge motivator for creating this course, right? Is that like, Mm -hmm. you don't, right? You can get amazing results by using positive reinforcement and least intrusive mentally aversive training techniques. And, and you guys are living proof of that, right? I'm not actually allowed to work with reactive dogs at Petco. It's a liability. Yeah, right. And, you know, which just makes me really mad um, because I, I am fully capable of having a consultation with a pet parent. I may not be able to work with you, but I'm still able to sit down with you and give you resources you can't have, you don't have otherwise. Um, so, yeah, yeah it's, it's, and that's also partially why, I, I, not partially, entirely why, why I sought out working with you because it was this really confusing thing. I work for a dog company, but my dog can't come to the classes I run. Yeah, that's a weird parallel. It is. <laughs> What's happening here? Yeah, okay, so so Brie, I wanna hear your, your, your experience with, with the group calls. Mm-hmm. What, did you, what did you like about it? What did you get from it? Well, first of all, I think um, the quote-unquote inaugural group of Reactive Redefined I mean, we're just a bunch of kick-ass dog mom and dog moms and dads. Yes, and you are. And the first thing that struck me was our age difference. Yeah. <laughs> um, Raylan, one of the, shout out Raylan, um, yeah. you know, she was the one who was closest to my age, um, you know, and then we had people who were like older than you and me. And it was really interesting for me to see the, um, how we all struggled with the same thing. So that was like my first impression. Yeah. We, and and I, I love that so much. And like how you all have, everyone's lives are so much different. You live in different places, you're different ages, but you all share the same reactive dog experience. I think I was the only one that lived in a, like a city city. 
Yeah, I had some other people like in Denver, but yeah, Chicago, I think you were the most like populated area. Yeah, especially downtown. It's not like we live in Naperville, Um, you know, and I think that in itself created an even more challenging environment for us. Oh, Um, because criteria was always extremely high for you guys. Like there wasn't a lot of avoiding triggers. It was just like dealing with- I don't have a car, so I can't get in the car close the window. Fun fact, I took Iggy in a car once and she actually jumped out the window of a car to say hi to a husky and bite their butt. (laughs) I was like, hold on, don't we have to like teach dogs how to hop out the windows of cars? (laughs) But like that was, yeah. It's, yeah. it's, you know, I don't have a car to drive to, um, you know, cross the border to Indiana and go hiking. Right. So in the group calls, as oh, the group progressed, we're good. So yeah. as the group calls progressed, did you feel like more sense of community and like people yes. who really understood what you were going through? Very much so. I think um, one of the biggest things, and I'm not going to say this person's name because I don't know if they want this to be on the podcast, but one other person who I very much related to was um, somebody who had struggled with addiction and their dog was their service dog and they were dealing with a reactive service dog. And I was like, other person. I thought I was the only one. Yes. And we had one call that was basically like a group therapy session for reactive dog moms. Um, you know, and I think that's, you can go ahead and brand reactivity redefined as dog mom therapy <laughs> for well, reactive like, dog I moms. Think, you know, yeah. my whole intention with it was that like, we all have so much to learn from each other. And obviously yes. like I guide the conversation, but like each person yourself included brought so much wisdom to the group calls. And I tell you what, like, I don't know how you felt, but after those group calls, I was just like, so energized and inspired by all of you who are so committed and like owning a reactive dog is fucking hard. It just is. I think that seeing you all bond and connect and encourage each other was so beautiful to watch. And then we have the Facebook group, right? That's right, where everyone is posting during the week and supporting each other and getting to know each other better. And I think, you know, that's, that's what I want to offer to all of you who are listening, who, who have a reactive dog, you're feeling overwhelmed, you feel like you need support, come join us, please. We want you to be with us. We want to be there to support you and build you up and let you know that like you can do it. Right. And even if, you know, shit hit the fan and you had a bad day, it's okay. Right. We're still here for you. We still want to support you. Yeah. And I want to point out the difference between the reactive, the reactive redefined Facebook group and the other Facebook groups out there. Um, Rachel, you know this more than other people. I have gotten some shit from um, other supposedly supportive um, reactive dog mom groups. Like people literally took screenshots and posted me to groups that I didn't know that existed that were like shaming dog owner groups when I was just reaching out to show, yeah, Ig screamed at the Chihuahua in a window, but you know what? We saw 14 motherfucking dogs 
and she reoriented and checked in with me and shook it off two seconds later in the space of a minute long video. And then, you know, what the reactive dog uh, redefined group took was, yes, go team Iggy. And then what other people took was like, you have the wrong muzzle. Why is your tongue sticking out of the muzzle? Well, in case you're wondering, it's bigger than her massive pity head. But, um, you know, and, like, you know, just shaming me for, like, her not healing. I'm sorry, but, like, I'm not going to focus on my dog healing when there's 14 dogs we're interacting with at once. And so I think that was, that's something I really want to point out is, like, the, the incredible difference between supposedly supportive groups um which no shade they can be really supportive at times um but then we have a group of people who's smaller for starters we all personally know each other's stories and dogs and so that creates a relationship that i think is going to last far beyond the three months we spent together Yes. Oh my God. I love that. And that seriously, I have chills. Like that's, that's like that. That's, that's what I wanted to build. And I'm so, Mm -hmm. I'm so grateful to hear you say that. Okay. So I want to kind of wrap it up here, Brie, but I want to hear like, if you want to just touch on like the progression of, of the Mm -hmm. reactivity and like where you guys are at now. And like, because y'all have made some amazing progress in the three months that we did this program. I mean. right? so, so if you want to give the listeners yeah. like an idea of like the progress you were able to make in that mm-hmm. time frame. So we would literally be here for the next like five days if we talked about all of the progress we have made. Because Iggy has gone from a fear reactive dog I, and to her muzzle is a huge part of that. I think she's become a lot more confident. And that comes from me being more confident. And that touches back to the fact that your, um, your course is unique in the sense that it focuses on owner skills. Because that's not something we touch on usually. Um, and I brought that into a group training class at PECO and they all looked at me like I fell off the roof. So <laughs> they're like, what the hell are you talking about? Uh, who is this like 24 year old person who talks at the pace of lightning telling me that like, this is dog group therapy. <laughs> um, and um, for those of you who haven't picked up on that talking at the pace of lightning thing yet. <laughs> but so I think like, okay, so I managed to narrow it down to five of five concrete, you know, accomplishments. And first starters, Iggy greeted somebody else, another dog on leash, politely with her muzzle, nose to nose. You guys, other reactive dog moms and dads. What? (laughs) Huge progress because that was not possible before. Oh God, no. I mean, we went from literally escaping her gentle leader and attacking another dog while they were pooping. Just want to point out, she attacked another dog (laughs) mid-shit. Mid-poop. I'm over the attack. I will not be over the mid-poop part for a long time. We went from that in December to we're in June now and she greeted another dog on leash and wagged her tail. What? Amazing. And then, you know, so yesterday we, we were, you know, walking down the block. 
I will admit, I got a little more lax. I put in ear pods while we were walking, you know, because she had her muzzle on. And then suddenly we came face to face with another dog. And I did not have treats with me because we were having an off day, right? And I literally had taken her to go get coffee down the block. And Iggy stood still, wagged her tail, tilted her head curiously. I gathered my thoughts. I was like, hey, can you give us some space? She's pretty reactive. You know, communicated with the other dog owner. And I was like, Iggy, now. And we bolted across the street. And she wagged her tail and ran with me. And then checked in with me. And then actually rolled in the grass right afterwards for the first time with her muzzle on. You guys, the amount of progress that is concentrated in that just one sentence. It's amazing. Is so many wins in that. I didn't realize that would be a possibility. Right? Like, I feel like so many of us reactive dog moms are frankly kind of hopeless. Right. You feel like it's not going to get better. Yeah. And you have a bunch of dumbasses on Facebook yelling at you to behave, to humanely euthanize your reactive dog, which has happened to me and I know you've talked about your experience with that and it doesn't need to be humanely euthanized she is a perfect little butt wiggling angel you know and you guys have the skills to navigate yes exactly um another one leash manners right um we are going back to that hands-free leash thing which is you know may feel trivial but it has changed our lives, people. Yes. Um, and, you know, we're, you know, and I think the last two that I'm looking at right over here, because my ADHD has wrote them all down. Um, <laughs> and I think, like, you know, looking at the, the fact that we are all around more calm and happy and relaxed as a team, and we are a team. I think that's, that, I think that, really that phrase of we're team Iggy really encompasses what the last three months were about. It's so right? does. And I'm so damn proud of yeah. you guys. And I'm I know like about to start crying. So I'm so proud of Iggy. And you guys and like, now you have the tools, right? And you can yes. continue to be successful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we can check in with you and do a virtual 30 minute session every few months and check in and I will continue mildly harassing you on Instagram. <laughs> I love it. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Six billion messages oh and the play by plays. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. so for my listeners, if they want to um, connect with you and Iggy and follow along on her journey, can you tell them yeah. where they can find you? Mm-hmm. So we are primarily on Instagram. We tried the TikTok thing. It just wasn't working. Um, it's Iggy the Pretty Pity. So if you type in I-G-G-Y the, she'll actually pop up right under Iggy Azalea. Um, and we are actually, in the next few months, I'm going to be launching IggyThePrettyPity.com and start putting up some merch. Um, and we're going to have some fun shirts that say, Yes, we are training. No, you may not pet my dog. <laughs> I love um, that. That's amazing. You know, I'm, looking to those. I'm looking forward to yeah, seeing those. Yeah, absolutely. But until then, check out Wolf Culture. <laughs> yes, exactly. They're amazing. All right, mm-hmm. Bree, thank you so much for taking the time. It's been an honor. Thank you.
calling all reactive dog owners. Y'all, I know that owning a reactive dog is daunting, it's overwhelming, it's stressful, but I want to give you tools. I want to make your life easier. So that is why I created Reactive Redefined. Reactive Redefined is an online course for reactive dog owners uh, so that you have the skills to improve your dog's reactivity and to make outings more enjoyable. So if you'd like to learn more about Reactive Redefined, head over to my website, agfdogtraining.com, um, click Reactive Redefined to learn more. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you'd like to learn more about us, please check us out on Instagram at a good feeling underscore in co. You can also find us on Facebook at a good feeling dog training, as well as our website, agfdogtraining.com. Thank <laughs> you.